0: And welcome to another episode of the Warrior Within the Woman podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I want to welcome you again this week on this 4th of July weekend. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're a new listener or you've been with me from the beginning. Thank you. And I want to remind you as you're listening to this podcast and you go back and even listen to other episodes, please leave me comments. Follow me on the streaming service you're listening to. It helps me out tremendously. I want to take a moment before we begin this episode just to say, and I want to say thank you to our servicemen and women, those that have tirelessly served our country, sacrificially served the people here in America, and you are true warriors that are fighting the good fight, fighting for our freedom, and I want to say thank you. Thank you to all of those families that maybe you have a family member or loved one that is in the military service I want to say thank you because you too sacrifice so that they can fight for our freedom. So thank you to all of you. I pray that you all have a great 4th of July weekend and let's get started. This week, um, I want to continue our conversation on worship. Last week, we talked about worship, rejoicing in all trials, whether we're wounded, wasted, or worshiping. We have a decision to make on if we're going to stay in our pit or if we're going to get up, dust ourselves off, and keep fighting warriors. And Today is a little bit on the same lines, but I want to talk about a worshiping life. Worship goes beyond music and lyrics. Worship is so much more than what we could even fathom. And I want to talk to you about not only what the biblical definition of worship is today, but where are you in your life with God? Where are you in this journey? Today, I want to ask you a question. What would happen if you didn't worship? What if we put our own desires and even our own needs before worship? Before God? What if our worries and stress of this life took precedence over worship? What if our priorities were stuck on other things other than God? What if our emotions and the things God didn't do for us this week changed how we would worship when we worship Him? What if we put our hands down and sat quietly in our seats and avoided expressing our gratitude to God? What if, what if we were merely worshiping God with meaningless words when in our heart we were so far from a desire to talk to Him? You see, as I was praying and seeking God this week, it truly came to my mind as I was studying on worship that God is not entertained. We have to get down to the basics of worship. We have to get back to our first love, the purest form of being closer to God in our lives. We have to get back to the basics. Worship. It's so much more than what we think. It's so much more than songs, a genre of worship songs, lyrics, or even music played on an instrument. Worship goes beyond those things. God does not want to be entertained. God does not want the song that you sing because you like it or your voice sounds prettier when you sing this song. He wants our unfiltered, genuine, pure worship from our hearts, our lives, everything we do, say God wants all of you. He doesn't want our religiously organized chanting anymore. He doesn't want our half-hearted worship anymore. Warriors, we must learn that if we are going to be effective, In ministry, effective in leadership, effective however God calls us. We must first come to the basics, come back to the beginning and learn to love God again. Learn to worship God again. God doesn't want to receive our half-hearted praise from Christians trying to put on a front like everything is all good. When he could receive a more genuine praise from an inmate in prison who finally found freedom in Christ. Or a recovering addict by the grace of God is finding the strength every day to move forward. There is no one that is less than us. God wants us to get out of our comfort zone. He wants us to get a little uncomfortable, to discuss the things that are uncomfortable, not to hurt our feelings, not to offend, but to truly show people and speak into their lives that there is more to this life. There is more to your spiritual walk. Worship. Worshiping God with our attitude, with the way that we act with everything in us. Worship is is more than just merely raising your hands in worship or singing a song on Sunday mornings. Worship should be our identity. Worship should be an anchor for our soul. A.W. Tozer once said, God wants worshipers before workers. Indeed, the only acceptable worker are those who have learned the lost art of worship. Worship is so much more than songs or music, warrior. Worship is so much more than lifting your hands to God and reading words off of a screen. Worship is the expression. Worship is the expression of gratitude and reverence for God. True worship Many of us need to learn the definition of actual true worship. True worship is valuing God above all things, above all else. Worship, true worship is valuing God above all things, above everything. Worship is both an attitude and an act. John 4, 23 through 24, it says, For a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. He's seeking after you today, warrior. He's looking for people, women and men who are convinced of the gospel that are ready to be devoted In their worshiping lives, in every aspect of their life, to be grateful and thankful and worshiping God. He's seeking after people who will not just merely worship on Sunday mornings or when the radio comes on or your favorite song comes on the radio, but truly live a life of worship. Biblical worship is two things, and I want to talk to you about them today. First, we worship in spirit an inward work, something that is changing you from the inside out. It takes time and a lot of hard work, but it changes the way you view your life. It changes the way you see people on the street. It changes the way you see circumstances or trials. It changes the way you see your family. Instead of saying, why do I have such a tiny home? We should say, thank you, God, for my home, for the roof over my head, for the ability and skill to be able to fix what I need to fix. Instead of saying, why do I have to get up early again this Sunday? And honestly, that would be me (laughs) most Sundays, struggling to wake up, but I do it. We need to change it to thank you, God for the freedom to worship and not worry about or people coming in to kill me because of my faith. But I have the freedom in this country. I have the freedom because of the sacrifice of men and women who believed in the United States of America. And I thank you, God, for the freedom I have to worship, the freedom I have of speech. Instead of saying, why can't I get a lavish vacation or gifts? We should say, thank you, God, for the ability to pay my bills and have food on my table. Instead of complaining about our life, how how about we try letting God change our spirit and bring forth a worshiper we've got trapped inside? There are circumstances and trials and things that have come at you recently in days or weeks or months. And Satan has used these things to distract you. Because whenever he has us distracted. That is when he can easily prey on the people of God. But don't be distracted today warrior. Do not be distracted or even entertained by the tactics of the enemy. But know that God just wants your full unfiltered genuine worship. A worshiper who says, thank you, God, for the air that I breathe. Thank you, God, for another day on this earth. Thank you, God, for my family and the freedom I have. And what a wonderful thing to look at this 4th of July weekend. To assess our lives and see the glorious freedom. Not only sacrificed by men and women all over this country for our freedoms but to look to God for the freedom that we have in Christ. Our worship, it's a spiritual thing. Worship starts in your soul, warriors. Psalm 97.7 says, Let all those be ashamed who serve graven images, who boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Being soldiers in the army of the Lord, We must be devoted to God, not making idols into things that are keeping us distracted from Him. Our worship is being smothered out by idols that we have set up in our lives. Your worship is being smothered out by the idols in our lives. Last week, we talked about setting up thrones in our souls, in our hearts, and even in our minds where our anger and resentment and bitterness are taking over. They're making decisions for us. We say, I love you, Lord. I want you in my life. But we're still sinning behind closed doors at home. We're not letting go of our idols. We say, God, use me in a deeper way so that my life can be a sacrifice to you. But we don't know how to keep foul words or gossip out of our mouths. We're holding on to idols. We sing hallelujah, hallelujah. But we're holding up a standard in our homes in front of our children that other things are just more important than our spiritual health. We're holding on to idols. We lift our hands in worship. But our hearts are still focused on the latest disaster at home or worry that has us lying awake at night. We're holding on to idols, warriors. We're setting up thrones in our souls for our extracurriculars and our hobbies, our emotions and our past, our insecurities and our anger. Everything in our life is making decisions for us, but... Our worship. Everything is controlling where you go, where you take your children, what you do with your life. But God, these things have full reign over our decisions. Hurt and brokenness have become our identity. These things have full reign over our decisions. Let me tell you, parents or loved ones of children, let me tell you something. It is your faith. It is your desperation for God. It is your desire to encounter him that is going to show your children there is more than just religious, ritualistic things that go along with church. It is up to us to show them that this is a relationship, that it is more than just music and lyrics, but our worship is our life. Our worship is the decisions we make. Our worship is how we talk to people. Our worship is, is who we are. That is what is going to make an impact in your children. We have to stop letting these things make decisions for our souls. Start being a worshiper in spirit. Start letting God mold and shape what your ideals are and what you've been making a more of a priority. We read earlier, God is seeking for true worshipers to arise. God is wanting true worshipers to arise. That is who he needs. God's looking for you, waiting to hear a cry from his worshiping daughters, his worshiping sons. we have got to start worshiping God. That even though this was terrible, and even though it may hurt, And there might be some pieces broken off of you. You're still here. You're still alive. You're still learning from it. But you're here. You're growing from it. Somebody needs to get some pep in their step today and say, God, I'm still here. And I'm going to worship you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the things I'm learning. Thank you, God, that even though I'm not perfect and I'm weak, you're still good. You're still faithful. Worship must be our lives. We've got to worship not only in our attitude, but also in action. The second way the Bible says to worship is in truth. Not only do we need that spiritual doctor who is God to come in and do a surgical work on our hearts and our souls so that we can return back to being a worshiper's. But we need to get it inside of our minds, our hearts, hold on to the words and be a worshiper of truth in our tithing and giving. It is not just an act of obedience, but we are worshiping God with our giving. In Genesis 4, I'm reminded of Cain and Abel. And they were doing what they, God had blessed them to do. Cain was um, tending to his vegetables and fruits, making sure that their land was plentiful. Abel took care of the animals, the meat. And it came time to sacrifice. Offering, if you will. A tithing to God. To say not only thank you God for blessing me, but thank you God for bringing a harvest. Thank you, Lord, for being faithful. And Cain brought his fruits and vegetables to God. And Abel brought the fat, the meat, to God as a burnt offering. And it wasn't the fact that Cain brought fruits and vegetables because they were both different. See, our skills and our talents, they're different. What I have is not what you have. And what you have is not what I have. God was not upset that Cain brought what he had. But Cain brought the least of his crop. He looked at what he had and took what he wanted and then gave God his portion. How many of us are doing that now? That maybe we're raising our hands in worship, crying out to God on Sunday mornings, but our life, our actions, our tithing, our offering to God is not lining up with a life of worship, an offering to God, knowing he will supply all of our needs when we make him a priority. God blessed Abel abundantly because Abel brought the best. Cain brought the least of his crop. What are you giving God? Not only of your life, the areas of your life that you maybe know are cleaner than others, But you don't want to reveal the areas that have cobwebs and are dark. He wants those areas of your heart to cleanse you and make you whole. What are you giving in your tithing? Your church giving? Are you giving God his portion for blessing you with a job? Blessing you with what he's given you? Watch what God will do when you give him not only what is his, the 10%, but you go above that. God says he will pour out a blessing. Not only do we live out in truth of our tithing and giving, but in the way we treat other people, the way we love one another. You've got to love someone when they hurt you. So you're saying I've got to love somebody when they hurt me? You mean I've got to love someone and show grace to someone who has offended me? Yes. And I didn't say it was easy. But God doesn't want our half-hearted worship because it's a part of routine. God's asking for worship in your whole life. If it's hard for you to let go of an offense, maybe God needs to check your heart. If it's difficult for you to start letting go of a pain and hurt, maybe God needs to work in that area of your life. But we must keep pressing forward to grow in what God wants to do. To grow and be a life of worship. God is seeking out warriors who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship him in their lives. That our lives are an act of worship. Our fruit, the fruit that we bear is worship to God. Showing him that we are changing. We are being molded and being used by God to testimony. But warriors, we must hold ourselves to a new standard. Not only with our body, our mind, but our mouth and our eyes. Hold yourself to a new standard. Cleanliness and holiness is required in a life of worship. A worship is an anchor in our lives. Worship creates an atmosphere for miracles. Worship may not change your circumstances immediately, but thank God it changes us. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Press forward. Let God reveal the areas of your life that need to change. And let us be worshipers wholeheartedly. No longer half-hearted music. Just reading and chanting lyrics from a screen. But that we will truly return back to a heart of worship. Forgive us, God, for what we've created it to be. And return us back to our first love. Let us be worshiping in this season of our lives. Let us be even in the war, worshiping God. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I pray that you go forward this week, take these words to heart and let God mold your life to be a testimony of the goodness and faithfulness he has given. God bless you. Happy 4th of July. See you next week. Love you.